Is that flag from your Renaissance fair? Yeah. Did you go to like a whole fair? Was it just a joust? No, it was just a joust. joust. I'm so excited for you to come with me next year. I know. It'll be fun. It looks fun. It's so fun. Like, it's so fun. I want to go like every weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Does Brad think it's fun too? Or are you just no? (laughs) He doesn't think it's fun? Yeah, no. Brad doesn't like the Ren Fair. He only liked it when he was. He had a really good time when he was. And then it wore off and he was like, it's kind of weird now. (laughs) That is really funny though. You got weird now. (laughs) Why is it weird? (laughs) Oh yeah, there's people dressed up with wings. (laughs) Fly, fly away. I'm gonna make him come at least once a year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, at least. At least. I expect honestly, I expect you to drag him along more than that. I think I can only get him to go once. And that's only if I get a couple of his friends to go too. Yeah. What did his friends think? Were they into it? Um, his one friend was even less into it than Brad was. <laughs> but he said that what weirded him out was like people were like in character, you know, and he said like he didn't even play pretend as a kid. So that's just like always been weird for him. I was like, you didn't play pretend as a kid. And he was like, no. And I was like, that's literally like one of the stages of development. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it's. I mean, it's like Halloween. Like, does Halloween weird him out? Oh, I don't know. You know what? I didn't ask. I bet it does. But then my Brad's other friend that we brought along, he was so into it. He was all dressed up like head to toe. (gasps) I love that. In this like really big, like black, almost kind of like Grim Reaper looking outfit. But it was like a goat mask. Okay. Where the face goes. And he was super into it. And he was going to come back with just me and my other friend Lauren yesterday. He has like the Grim Reaper like snout mask. It's, it's so it's like a Grim Reaper cloak, and mm-hmm. then the mask is this huge goat skull. Oh, okay. He just yeah. had that on hand, or what? <laughs> I guess because we told him the day before we were like, "Hey, do you want to go to a Renaissance festival?" He was like, "Sure," and then he just He's... shows up in this goat costume. <laughs> He's totally like done this before. <laughs> <laughs> He might actually do it at home by himself. He streams, so maybe that's part of his thing. Yeah, it probably is. Um, God, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the there's like this whole don't ask me how I got on this side of TikTok. I just did. There's this whole section of TikTok dedicated to people who dress up in like this black mask with goggles and that has like a snout like it be like what you you know like the plague like the plague yeah 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 there's a whole side i have i haven't been to that side but i know what you're talking about there were people there in the in the bird plague Mm -hmm. get up yesterday i was like that's appropriate actually that's really funny yeah (laughs) it's it's like a it's a huge thing i i really that's the first of my tiktoks where i'm like I don't really see why this is on my feed, but it's just there, you know? They said she likes black, but got it just a little wrong. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just a bit. (laughs) Welcome back to the Booked and Busy podcast. This is your co-host Jada. And Brooke. And welcome to the long-awaited Zodiac Academy 3, The Reckoning. It's been another hot minute since we've <laughs> talked to you guys. Um, 
we're trying to get back on it. We're trying to get our flow back, our rhythm back. So I promise this is not the end of Booked and Boozy. It's probably like, they're fizzling out. (laughs) They're not going to make it. Yeah, no. um, We're like, I was going to say we're worse than herpes, but like, that's not, that's not good. Um, What's a good analogy? I, you know what? I think that was good. It just keeps coming back. Yeah, but we can't use that because it's okay if you have herpes. I don't think the joke was that we were making fun of people with herpes. We were talking about the physiological process of herpes being a recurrent chronic illness. Yeah, that. I just want to make sure everyone is aware of that. If you have herpes, we support you. Start off strong, man. <laughs> So anyways, uh, what are you drinking tonight, Jada? I'm drinking. I'm drinking out of a wine glass. It's it's not wine. It's it's blackberry lemonade with something special. I can't say exactly what's special about it, but it's pretty special. What are you drinking? Um, I am drinking. I'm actually drinking a Harry Potter drink because what I wanted to do for this episode was Um, a phoenix themed drink oh yeah that's nice um so it's actually a recipe that i found on pinterest and it's huervo gold tequila orange juice and grenadine that sounds really good (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, wow it looks so cool (laughs) it tastes really good actually yum All right, Brooke. So why are you drinking? Um, so I meant to catch you guys up on the witching hour and I just like never told you where I went. Um, and I didn't realize that I didn't say anything until I went back and listened to the episode. And I was like, I didn't even say where I was. So anyways, I was in Greece for two weeks with my husband and some friends. And that was really, really fun. Um, we went to Crete and hit up the like pretty big touristy spots on the uh, west side of the island, such as Hanya, Falarsana, and Kavalos was the last place we stayed. And it was really fun. I forgot to tell you, Jada. So the beaches in Greece, a lot of them are like rock beaches instead of sand, or sometimes it's a combination. Um, And the beach that we went to was a combination beach and all of the rocks were unpolished crystals. Like, God, like I found obsidian. I found a bunch of citrine. I found a bunch of stones that I hadn't heard of before. I found quartz. I found smoky quartz. The days that we went to that beach, all I did was just walk up and down and collect rocks. (laughs) Brad was like, perfect. Brad was like, broken her fucking rocks. (laughs) I'm tired of the fucking rocks, man. They show up everywhere. (laughs) At my house, I step on them. Like, I'm tired. but they are like, yeah. I have a rock identifying app and I identified like all my rocks. It just like really nerded out on this trip. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So if you're in Greece and you see the rock beaches, pick up some rocks. Cause they're actually, a lot of them are precious stones, which was really fun. You could open up like a crystal shop and just go down to the beach and pick up your rocks or don't, if that's illegal, we do not <laughs> support that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should do some more research before I recommend something to <laughs> the entire internet. If you go to jail, that's on you. 
I've also discovered a new obsession for the Renaissance Fair. I went a couple of weeks ago and then I also went this Saturday. So much fun. I honestly can't get enough of it. I feel like I'm healing my inner child. I <laughs> it's just so much fun. You get to dress up, you get to shop. Everybody's just so friendly and accepting and like in character and you do almost kind of feel like you're in a book or a fairy tale or just I don't know you feel like you're in a whole different world and I had such a good time um oh I did yesterday or whenever I went this weekend um I handed out over a hundred booked and boozy business cards to just people at the fair that look like they read and actually everyone said that they read who I handed them out to which I figured like it's kind of like our target audience (laughs) yeah she was like I'm stereotyping right now but like (laughs) they're all in one place (laughs) it worked out (laughs) and I actually I met two bookish cosplayers there were two bookish cosplayers at the renaissance festival and it was so cute I met a girl who was dressed up as the Morgan, and I also met a girl that was dressed up as Jude from The Cruel Prince. I love that. Jude is like my favorite to see in cosplay. It was so cute. She did the little hair horns. Mm -hmm. So cute. So cute. And she is actually one of the girls that uh, recognized the podcast. So that was super special. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Both times I've been to the Renaissance Fair, somebody has recognized either the podcast or me. So that is really reassuring. That was kind of a humbling moment. Um, No, for sure. Yeah. Like, remember, it was like a while ago. We haven't had something like that happen for a while. Because remember the aquarium girl? No. So um, one of my friends that I used to work with that, like, she reads like the same books that we do. She listens to the podcast. And she was like talking about our podcast at one of her her jobs because she worked at an aquarium. Um, She's going to school to be a veterinarian. And um, while they were like working, she was like, oh, you like to read? I have like a podcast that I listen to called Booked and Boozy. And she goes, Booked and Boozy? I listen to them. I love them. And like, um, oh, oh I know, right? I'm pretty sure I told you this. There's no way I didn't, but it's you been probably such a long did, time. but you know, my memory, <laughs> <laughs> horrible memory. So it's just like really nice when like people like in real life, like we just, this isn't part of our imagination, you know? Yeah. Like, and it, it feels really good that what we're doing is um, reaching a lot of people who enjoy the same things. And it's feels really good to know that we're putting out really good content that a lot of y'all are enjoying. So and that you keep wanting us back. <laughs> we see your DMs. We're not coming back. We've been here. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. Why are you drinking this week, Jada? I don't really know why I'm drinking. Uh, I did get a contact stuck in my eye like five minutes ago. Oh, yeah. It was pretty gross. Like I thought the, the scary part is I couldn't even really feel it. And so I was like, huh, I wonder if I just like accidentally let it like fall on the floor. So I took the other one out and put on my glasses. And then my husband comes in and I'm like, yo, dude, do I have my contacts stuck in my eye? Like I can't see. And he's like, it looks normal to me. And I was like, okay. And so I like lift up my eye 
And when he sees the contact, like in the back of my eye, like he literally, like, I've never seen this man scared. But he looks scared. I have a perpetual fear, fear, because I used to be a chronic contact wearer, that it's going to go up there and like get behind your eye. And then what the fuck do you do? It I don't can. know if that's possible. And it, it, it can. Oh, yeah, good. And, um, sometimes it can just stay there. Like, oh, good. I swore I read an article where they did like surgery on this person's eye and they found like 20 contacts, like just chilling in the back. Shut the fuck up. I'm not even kidding. I read a lot of like random shit and I remember that one. Thank you for making that (laughs) what I thought was an irrational fear. Very rational. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So yeah, that's how I'm drinking. (laughs) Yeah, me too now. (laughs) So for the poll, I asked, who is your favorite Zodiac Academy side piece? 42% said Caleb, 22% said Seth, 4% said Max, and bonus Geraldine got 31%. So in order, that's Caleb, Geraldine, Seth, and then Max. I'm pretty sure you all know where we fall, but let's just refresh them. Oh, I'm a Caleb girl. I'm Caleb through and through. Same. Mm. Caleb. Caleb, you know, he's like neck and neck right there with Darius with me. Like, I can't get enough. No, he puts Darius like underground and like throws the shovel on top for me. Like, damn. Well, for you, it's for you. It's Orion. (laughs) It's Orion and Caleb, right? Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, Orion, which if you're fucking new here, it's Orion. (laughs) We already know. <laughs> but Orion, something about Mr. Lance, this book. I don't know if I just liked this side of him. I just can't decide if I like it or not. It okay. was very like boyish to me. And like hmm. I, I I expected more like maturity. I don't know. Like the I appeal. think he has been the last few books, but then you know, at the end of the last one, I feel like they snapped their bond. So now they're just <laughs> feral for each other yeah but i'm gonna pull some quotes that are like definitely it's like bro why would you do that (laughs) okay okay refresh me i'm open to this well we'll get to it but like basically in the part two of our podcast essentially like the carnival situation really threw me off with orion (laughs) i was like what is this oh like i was vibing with it until that (laughs) yeah moment (laughs) And I just I can't let go. I just can't. But we'll. Talk you know about what it. I I block I blocked it out because I remember it, but just barely. I remember it. I was like, no, we there's have to a forget lot this. I actually blocked out like a good like a good eighty percent of this book. I blocked out. Oh no. <laughs> okay, I think I've said it before, but I really like how these books pick up directly where we last left off. Um, as a recap, they were all at a pitball game when the nymphs attacked, and <laughs> I wrote their couple's names here. Terius and Dorian <laughs> had to team up and may or may not have snapped a bond in the process to use their Winx Club magic together to fight them off. People died. It's sad moving on. The school administration apparently had the same idea and was like, yeah, be sad. Okay, time for hell week, which apparently is a week dedicated to trials based off the elemental magic the freshmen yielded before the reckoning at the end 
to determine if they are allowed to stay at the academy. It's basically the Goblet of Fire book for Zodiac Academy, which I actually I I actually really liked it. You liked the trials? Yeah. I literally had no fucking clue what was going on to the point where I just like was reading words on a page it just to try and get through it. The fire one threw me off a little bit. <laughs> but the rest of them, like it kept me interested. The only thing is I think they like didn't struggle enough. Like it's, they seemed kind of easy, at least the, for them. The trials just happened at like the most random ass times. They're like, okay, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go drown. (laughs) I just could not wrap my head around what was actually happening. Like they were like walking on water at one point. What is is this Jesus shit? (laughs) (laughs) But you don't like the Goblet of Fire from Harry Potter, do you? I feel like I remember you telling me this one time. I like it because there's like a turning point in the series where it actually starts to get dark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But... I didn't really like fully feel it until like the very end. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm ready. Like, I like this. Let's see where it goes. And then from then on the Harry Potter series is my shit. You don't like trials. You didn't yeah, like it I in don't. Throne of Glass. You didn't like that it in shit Throne of Glass. Was, no, don't even <laughs> fucking play with me on that because that shit was just the fucking worm. All right. I know it was supposed to be scary, but like, no, I can't that's Akatar. Yeah, I know. But you, you didn't like it in Throne of Glass either. And yeah. you didn't like Goblet of Fire until I, the trials I were don't. over. I don't. Now, okay, do do we want to count the Hunger Games? Because I like the Hunger Games. But it seems like one big trial instead of many little ones. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of like, you know, if that was me in that situation, I'd be like, all right, I'll just kill myself. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> why do we got to make this hard? <laughs> you know, if I just, you know, I, you know, that... That little bone we just snapped, I'm just going to prop it up in the dirt and I'm going <laughs> to Superman on that hoe, okay? <laughs> Why do I got to go through this? And then, like, you can actually see if they're bluffing, you know? Like, do I really have to put out all this extra energy just to survive? I don't even want to survive right now. I just <laughs> got the normal- Superman on that hoe joke. <laughs> Like, like, it can be like me and then I'm like I don't oh, want to live okay like why would I want to do this it's so unrelatable <laughs> see but the thing is you would thrive you would hate it but you would thrive no for real like again my first instinct is flight but when I am forced to fight I'm fucking in it like for example the hunger games like that's like kind of like a purge you know yeah yeah it's over I'm gonna be psychotic <laughs> <laughs> It's me without the beds. <laughs> I'm not taking them. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, and what better way to kick off Hell Week than your crush's ex girlfriend compelling you to stand still as she writes the word whore on your forehead? But they wrote just talk to my raven on Darcy's, and I don't, I didn't get, I didn't get the joke. I don't know if I was missing something. No, I, I, I don't even remember that part. So, (laughs) all right, moving on. (laughs) That one's up to you guys. Let us know. (laughs) So in Darcy's point of view, uh, basically after the gift tag, Tyler joins the ass squad and sets his sights on Sophia. I wasn't expecting this, but I liked it. 
I, you know, I was going to ask you if you liked it and I kind of like it too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want her with fucking Diego because Diego's Diego sus, bro. Uh, I know Diego sus, but I felt like the only thing that was kind of like holding him like into the group and maybe like not going all like evil was Sophia and Tori and Darcy. And they all, they all betrayed him in this book. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he was sus before that, but like now he like for sure has fucking motive. Like homeboy's going to snap now. No, I think he's always been sus, but like, yeah. I think like he might have been like trying to fight, like, no, let's like not kill all the fairies, you know, like, yeah, like these are my friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. And now they've all just pissed him off. So like (laughs) it's setting up very nicely. (sighs) Even the teachers are in on hell week. Orion walking in with a watermelon with a face on it, wearing Diego's beanie, taunting him to get it back. When Orion leaves the room, Darcy is like, I'm fucking the teacher. He ain't going to do that shit to me and takes the hat. Side note, I think this Elijah guy is going to play a part, maybe, because they've kind of pointed him out a little bit. Who's Elijah? <laughs> he's the guy. Okay, so he's the guy when they're like about to have class and Orion is like, you can either go through these trials. You might die, but you should either go through these trials or you just leave the academy. And this guy just like gets up and walks out the room and then he comes back. That sounds like a solid guy. I, I mean, just the way that they just the way that they pointed him out, it felt like maybe he'll play a bigger part later. I don't really hmm. know. Okay, interesting. Orion threatens the entire class with losing house points and she gives it back. It was like it was really spicy for a second, though, because she put it down her skirt and I was like, oh, what are you about to do? You know, know? Right? but he couldn't do it in front of but, everyone else. Right. In front of the entire class. So it was mm. it was kind of spicy. It was like, what what is he going to do? Then I wrote, did Diego even get his hat back in this book? Because <laughs> I don't remember. No, I don't think he did. But I, but you can't quote me. <laughs> I don't think he got it back. I think that's going to be his push, pushing point. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's in game for him. He lost his grandma's knit beanie. No, what's going to be worse origin is if, story. if he, if, if his um, grandma's box gets destroyed. It already did. Yeah, but he. But he like picked it back up though, and he's like doing super glue. Yeah, you're right. But I I didn't know if they actually did it. All right. I also wrote, is there something about this hat we're potentially missing? It's mentioned over and over, and he says it was knitted by his grandma, but they make it seem pretty damn important. Like, I what's happening here? He's like never not wearing it. They've pointed it out in every single book how important this hat is. Like, why? I can't think of a single reason why it would be that important. <laughs> I can't either, but but it seems like it is. I didn't write it. Like, I don't know. Like, did she wear it when she got murdered? Like, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm almost like wondering if like, like his grandma didn't actually knit it for him. Like something else. Does he even have a grandma? Like, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. yeah. Um. Honestly, one of my favorite parts about this next chapter is that Geraldine isn't a freshman, right? Well, she literally tries to prank the twins by going and getting their food. And like gets them diet coke. And she literally thinks it's like the funniest thing ever because she got them diet. I thought it was really cute. I know it's kind of cheesy, but it was it was cute for her character. Yeah. Then some guy goes up to Tori and says, I have a message for you. Caleb says two minutes. I fucking love this hunter and prey game that they have going on. It is literally so hot. It's so hot. It's my it's my favorite thing about these books. So when he dies in the next one, because that's who I think is going to (laughs) die. I don't think he's going to die, actually. 
Do you not? No. They're setting us up to love him so much that I just feel like he's going to be ripped away. Not this, no, not this, these next couple books. I think from like the discussions that I've seen in the discord, like they would not be talking about him that way. Like if he was dead. I don't know. Giving him four books. That's a lot of Caleb content to still like, like him a lot and maybe mourn him. No, I don't think he's dead. I think he's still got a ways to go. I mean, I hope so. They're this gonna is explore just what I'm prepared the, for. They're they're gonna explore the Caleb and Seth thing. It's he's they not do. they're not going anywhere. I hope no, you're right. I hope they do. Or they're gonna like explore it, just like get to the point where they're just like about to explore it, or maybe they just did and they're like, wow. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. And then one of them gets like brutally murdered. I'm like a thousand percent sure now that they have to be part of the threesome. They were. That's a point in the book. They already have been. Yeah. But like the, the written threesome in this series that we get to see, I'm, I'm like, I'm really, really sure it's, it's, it includes them too. But is it going to be one of the twins or is it going to be like Max? My hope. Is that it's one of the twins. And then like, again, we're going gossip girl here. (laughs) But like, they're the only two like making eye contact the whole time. And the Vega twin is like, I'm right here. Like, I'm right fucking here. (laughs) Do like passionately fucking each other off the side while like one of the Vega twins gets absolutely nothing. Like... (laughs) That would be fucking please. No, please. I need this to happen. Like I'm on board for this. So fucking. And honestly, the Vega twins at this point kind of need like a little bit of an ego death. They do. Like they always be getting everyone. Like I want them just to like be tossed off to the side for a second. I think that's a great opportunity. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Caleb and Tori, they've got this little Ben and Jerry thing going on here. And she says, he can't bite me if he can't catch me and runs out of the oar before looking his way on the couch. She ran to the library to hide, but he spotted her. My footsteps were ringing along the wrought iron walkway, and he looked up instantly, his eyes locking with mine. A devastating smile pulled at his lips as he spotted his prey, and I couldn't help but laugh as I kept running. I doubted I'd ever escape now, but he still had to make it up to me without the aid of his vampire gifts. I scrambled down to the bottom floor and sprinted between the shelves, aiming for the door again. Before I made it halfway, Caleb dropped down from above and landed in front of me, releasing his hold on the vines he'd magicked into existence to help him and dropping four floors to catch me. Gotcha. Before I could respond, Caleb shot forward, lifting me in his arms and propelling me through the library with his vampire speed until we ended up on one side of the private study rooms at the back of the building. I gasped in surprise as he kicked the door shut behind us and pushed me back against the wall before sinking his teeth into my neck. I don't know why I'm laughing. (laughs) His grip on my waist tightened to the point of discomfort, and I tried to push him back a step, but he held on tight, releasing a growl. Don't look at me like that. I muttered, trying to shake him off, but he didn't budge. Like what? Like you didn't take part in that whole shoving me in a pit bullshit right before the nymph attack. Like we aren't on two different sides of some fight I never asked to be in. We are on two different sides of it. But shit, Tori. 
You don't understand how freaking much I like playing this game with you. Ever since we got back from that party, I've hardly been able to think about anything else. The feeling of you in my arms, the taste of your blood on my lips, the rush I get when you run from me. You're not even sorry, are you? I breathed. Can't be sorry for it. I've got responsibilities to the other heirs, my family, Solaria. I have to think about what's best for all of them. And if you take the throne, then the nymphs might just get the leg up they need to win this war. You have to know I can't let that happen. I like that he said that because it's not just like, oh, you're not going to take this from me because I want the throne because I'm selfish, blah, blah, blah. He's actually thinking about it really logically. And in his mind, the best chance of their kingdom surviving as if is if the heirs take the throne instead of the Vega twins. I feel like he's very, he's not, I mean, I I feel like he's biased in a way, but not in the way that the other heirs are. A hundred percent. Caleb and Darius are the two that have like, like the, I mean, they're the least pit against the Vega twins. Yeah. And I feel like they have the most emotional maturity too. Yeah. Do you want to keep playing with me, Tori? Maybe I breathed. I'll take maybe. Caleb leaned forward to kiss me, and I didn't make any move to stop him. His mouth was hot and demanding against mine, and the passion that burned between us sprang to life instantly, urging me on. My heart thumped harder, and his fingers twisted in my hair, tugging just enough to elicit a moan from my lips. Before he could push me any further, I pressed him back. I have to get to class. I can't afford to miss lessons before my elemental trials. And then he basically vampire speeds her back to her classroom. My thing is, is like, why did he kick the door down, like in the library? Like he didn't kick it down, but like he kicked it back, and like that would be kind of loud in a library. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it would be. Like they just like took away the discreet part that they were like trying to obtain. But I don't think they were trying to be that discreet. No, probably not. She wanted to be caught and he wanted to find her. Yeah. But still, I just thought it was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) I mean, it was hot, but. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So like I said, he kind of like vamp speeds her back to her lessons and they go to fire lessons. And what's so great about this is that her partner is Darius, but Caleb is also in this class and he's just like watching as like Darius and Tori are holding hands. Like he's got her, his hands on her waist. They're like magic fucking each other. People are getting jealous. (laughs) Have I ever mentioned that I actually like the love triangle trope? You have. Yeah. I don't know if I have on the podcast, but I actually like the love triangle trope. I, I'm one of the very, very few. I like how she knows she's just making him jealous and doesn't give a fuck. I mean, it was popular for like a really long time. Like there, I mean, if you like go back to like the 2012 era, like that's all that there was, was love triangles. Yeah. It, it I, in my opinion, I think it just like ebbs and flows so well I think what I like about it too is we read a lot of enemies to lovers and this one just kind of like shakes it up a little hops around yeah yeah mixes it up but I like this aspect about Tori for now we'll talk about this a little bit later because I kind of end up changing my mind (laughs) like I said Darius and Tori magic fucking the shit out of each other and I'm like 99% sure that that isn't normal that you know she couldn't just go like hold Caleb's hand and get that same 
intense magical reaction that she gets with Darius. I think this is a Bond thing. And Caleb got paired with Darcy and is literally watching the whole time too fuming. And I wrote again, my Scorpio Venus is loving the jealousy right now. I'm living for the drama. Yeah, we love the jealousy always. Orion thinks the twins are dragons. So immediately I'm like, okay, so they're definitely not that. Yeah. And then he gives her this like care and keeping of you, AKA the body book for dragons. <laughs> Do you know what I'm referring to? Did you ever have that book growing up? No. It was called like the care and keeping of you. And it's basically just like books that parents give their kids so that they can learn about their bodies and like not have to tell them. I think my cousin may have gotten that book. My cousin had it. I didn't have it, yeah, but I didn't have that's it how I know about it. Cause I just, I kind of remember being traumatized. Yeah, my cousin had that book. Yeah, my cousin had that book too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So basically he gives her one of those books, blah, blah, blah. Seth finally gets defleed and his pack is still ignoring him, making him very touch deprived, which we love. He goes into their magic tree house that night and pretty much just checks out all of his friends. Being in Seth's point of view is actually one of my favorites just because he's such a himbo it kind of makes it funny yeah it kind of does for sure (laughs) there's like a humorous aspect when it goes to his point of view he and caleb go to have a little heart to heart and they both pretty much confess that they're in love with the twins to each other so seth is like into darcy and caleb's obviously into tori but also and we've kind of already talked about this but i but i think they're in love with each other at the same time you think caleb and seth are in love with each other yeah oh yeah totally totally if anyone's in game is that (laughs) you know what you're right that that probably means that Seth's gonna die or something but like I mean if anyone is end game like whether they die or not it's probably gonna be Caleb and Seth okay this is in Seth's point of view it says I moved into his touch invading his personal space and nuzzling against his chin he knew I couldn't help myself and though his order was almost the exact opposite of mine in terms of our tactile behavior he let me do it because he knew I had to or I'd go mad But tonight it felt like more than just that. My senses came alive with the musk of his flesh and the heat of his body. Remember that time in the Shimmering Springs last year? I burrowed my hands into his hair and he released a deep growl in his throat. That was one time and there was a girl there too. He pointed out, not the whole time. See, it kind of already happened. It kind (laughs) of did. (laughs) So... After their kind of like little bromance sesh, they go inside and Darius is pissed and obviously very nervous seeing how powerful the twins are against the nymphs. Honestly, I don't get why they just don't all get married and kind of like orgy rule the kingdom. Like polygamy is a thing. I think that's a great idea. I mean, there's a simple solution here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, except what about Orion? Just lump him in. Yeah. He He can be like the, the hand of the king. The literal hand to the king. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was a good one. (laughs) So Max pops up and he feels the need to repay Tori for keeping his secret. I'm just over here like, okay, buddy, she can literally call in favors whenever she wants. It's called blackmail. She's not just going to like forget the information that you told her just because you're going to repay the favor. You know what I mean? It didn't make a ton of sense to me, but whatever. 
anyways, he teaches her to breathe underwater so that she can complete the water trial. But I love how this was an absolutely useless trick because she didn't even, she couldn't use air magic during the water trial. I don't know. I think that like maybe it's still a cool trick and maybe it kind of like made her feel less afraid because if she thought she was drowning, like if she was in the middle of a panic attack underwater, she could use her air magic. And so maybe that was just comforting instead of being actually useful in that moment. But also hopefully it'll come back up in future books. I think it'll come back up. Yeah, I do too. All right. So the twins try to set up Tyler and Sophia and they actually kind of hit it off this book. We've kind of talked about how we kind of like this, but how do we feel about the twins being the one to set up Tyler with Sophia when Diego's their friend? Honestly, I wouldn't trust. (laughs) Yeah, but we see all of that looking in and they're not seeing it yet. And to them, they're still all like besties. Yeah, but they know. They've con- they've talked about it before, how they feel like Diego is in love with Sophia. Yeah, and then they just set her up with someone else. Yeah, I don't they're trust already kind them. of dating. Yeah, I don't trust the twins. Yeah, that's a that's that's a shit move. That's supposed to be your friend. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of low. Yeah, like, it was. If if Diego turns on you, you had it coming. <laughs> Well, he already kind of has, like at the little yeah, fair that they go to. For sure. And he called them whores or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really like that word, but I mean. It's thrown around a lot in these books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then Seth sends Darcy a video of him stripping. Like, for some reason, I kind of forgot this. I kind of glazed over it. Not that I wasn't having a good time, but because it was kind of weird. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't remember. All I remember is the stripping. That's all I remember, if that tells you anything. Um, at the end of the video, he holds up a sign and says, I renounce the claim to the throne of Solaria. And I remembered later and I literally wrote, oh, yeah, it's because he's trying to get her initiated so he can also kick her out. And in order to do that, she has to either please him or challenge him. So... He uses this bribe to get her to go to the beach and he tells her about his childhood. And I guess that pleased him somehow. I don't know. I thought this was Zodiac Academy. <laughs> like, what is this feeling shit? Went right over it. <laughs> That's clearly why neither of us remember it. All we remembered <laughs> was the stripping. No, I'm kidding. It was sweet, I guess. You don't think so? I I was just like, whatever about it. I don't, I don't even remember the conversation, so... Well, I didn't until I went back and read it. And apparently it's like Seth, he almost had to go through like, you know how in Akatar they have like the blood, right? Mm-hmm. He almost, he had to kind of like go through a blood, right? Um, when he was a kid, um, his parents made him go when he was like five or something. And they were like, survive. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And it traumatized him. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, I guess, sad. Kind yeah. of a sweet moment, but also like, I don't get how that pleased him. I don't know, like maybe making him feel like he was cared about. Yeah. Because I was not thinking of that version of pleased. Anyways. Uh (laughs) Darius. Brad's up here. Okay. He can probably still hear me, but whatever. Darius and Orion flirt for a while. And then Darius goes to the orb for a beer when he sees Tori strip teasing for her friends drunk as fuck. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm podcasting. Go away. Oh my gosh. He opened the door. He goes, What you doing? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's keep going. I'm almost done. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, I embarrassed myself about the strip tease. Um, 
so she's like in this gold lingerie set and Darius's dragon ass is like really having a hard time with the whole situation <laughs> it was just so funny to me that she was in gold and he was like oh <laughs> I I did like this part because he's a dragon really yeah just so good like the gold thing gets me every time for some reason like like when it was just sitting in his lap in the last book and he was like one titty away from a public boner dead I don't know why it's funny to me but it is anyways she falls he heals her and then he takes her back to his room my titties were on alert were your titties on alert I'm sorry what what would my titties be on alert for when she falls and like he heals her and then he takes her back to his room I mean I was like I don't know. Like, this is Tori and Darius have like the slow burn. I was like, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, my titties were on alert. I was just happy to be there. Yeah, I got you. This bitch is still drunk. They're like trying so hard for things to not get steamy. Darius mostly because he's like being a gentleman about it. Again, I wrote, again, the bar is so low. The bar is low. <laughs> The bar is low. The bar is low. low. It's, very, it's actually uh, underground. Yeah. It's buried somewhere. <laughs> we, have, we have to find the bar. <laughs> the bar is lost. <laughs> okay, we're almost there. <laughs> so the chapter ends with, she ran off to puke and when she came back, she looked at Darius in the eyes and said, you're unbelievable. In what way? I laid, I mean, she laid her head on his chest. (laughs) She could hear his heart hammering wildly. You have the biggest goddamn jacuzzi I've ever seen in your bathroom. Do you like it? (laughs) (laughs) What am I reading right now? (laughs) What? (laughs) You fucking talked about. No, it's just unbelievable. Like you, you're just such a dick and she fell asleep a smile pulled at my lips in response to her comment it might have been nice for my ego she started declaring how attractive she found me but in all honesty she would have been she wouldn't have been herself without her smart mouth and i was beginning to realize i might like that and a few other things about her just a bit too much All right, so it's my turn. We're recovering <clears throat> chapter 10 through 16. Let's hope we can get through it because we're supposed to do a whole another episode. <laughs> you know what? This is us repaying them for being away for so long. Yeah. Because most everyone likes the long episodes. If you don't like the long episode, I don't know. I guess this is double punishment. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Can you hear the sound of rushing water in the background? I got closer to my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing headphones. You shouldn't have to lean anywhere. <laughs> Benny, how you feel? I feel great. <laughs> Danny, how you feel? I feel great. So this is my disclaimer. I probably should have put this at the beginning of the entire episode, and I need to make it again in the next one because when I tell you I really don't know, I really don't know the plot. But essentially, I remember nothing of the plot, only the fucking. You know nothing, Jon Snow. I wish that I could participate, but I don't. I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so you at least got the reference. Kudos. I did. Yes, thank you, thank you. I watched the first season. That's kind of lie, but there are eight seasons. 
so it's really is are there eight or six there's eight yeah so barely scratching the surface yeah you have to push through that first one to get to the meat and potatoes that first one's kind of rough so listen chapter 10 tori's inner monologue it just kind of i hate to say it it has me screaming daddy issues all right all right it's the motorcycles isn't it it's more than the motorcycles actually (laughs) (laughs) this is like a literal quote it says instead of the soft embrace of a parents I'd ever known. My head lay on the chest of a man whose strong arms were wrapped around me like he never wanted to let me go. Ah, uh, I see it now. Yeah. I was like, yeah. mm, that's a weird analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah, like you need to be in therapy also. <laughs> <laughs> Tag along. <laughs> We're all skipping into the mental hospital with our grippy socks on, oh holding God. hands. Dora, Dora, the Explorer. Like, let's Dora. go. Bominoes. We'll go together. She trailed the rough material of Darius's jeans. And he says, if you keep doing that, I'm going to stop being a gentleman about this situation. Listen, if you have not seen, if you have not seen Bridgerton season two. What the fuck are you doing? All right. I am a gentleman rang in my ears on a repeat, like during this portion. They do a little power fucking. (laughs) (laughs) She talks about drowning again. And I'm like, again, I'm like, what are you like Elena Gilbert? Like, I really can't do this right now. And then she grabs a black pair of stilettos for class and is on her merry way because she had to go traumatize side piece number one. And yes, that is Kayla. So while no one is looking, she grabs a glittering purple Pegasus horn (laughs) vibrator. It puts it between the couch where Caleb sits along with a personalized riding whip with his name engraved on it. I'm not going to lie. I actually like it was funny, but then I was like, it's starting to not be funny. Like it's starting to not be funny because like the way he responds just so hard, you know, he likes it. And that's what kind of like fucking sad. Like, but I'm like, then I'm like, oh yeah, he tried to kill her. So like, you know, like, you know, I guess it balances out. You know, let's think it for both sides. Like, you know, I can't really feel too bad for him. He tried to kill her, like literally. I think um, but I'm I think what I'm realizing here is I'm just very emotionally immature and I'm still here. Yeah. For a lot of things that are going on here that I probably shouldn't be along for the ride on. <laughs> but like he was like, when I find out who's you're going to wish you were never born. I was like, wow, this is like really intense now. <laughs> Like, you really do be liking to fuck Pegasus. Chapter 11, things are heating up between Darcy and Orion. They're, like, moaning and shit while he's taking her blood before class starts. And on the board, he writes, I quote, You are all a bunch of horny teenagers. And I'm not going to lie, if I didn't know any better, I'd say anytime he writes something on the board, it is just an inner reflection of himself because (laughs) it was bricked up the entire class. It was was probably (laughs) just whatever his co-star said to him that morning. (laughs) (laughs) His co-star was like, you're a horny fuck. Like, get over yourself. (laughs) And then (laughs) Orion gets in front of gets in front of Darcy. He's like, I'm a horny fuck. I can't resist this. And then on the board, he's like, you bitches are horny fuckers, not me. (laughs) He went through like the seven stages of (laughs) grief. He's like, 
I'm back to denial. I think that's called projection, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Uh, And we kind of like get this bomb dropped on us because there's going to be a lunar eclipse coming on Monday. On fucking Monday, aka tell me how this is on page 156. (laughs) And everything else happened until we got to the lunar eclipse. Uh, Which is on page 500. Are you fucking kidding? We're just getting consistently railed in the ass for like four days straight. (laughs) I was like, the timing of this is crazy. Uh Did they not sleep? They had the trials. They had enough energy to fuck on the same day, like multiple times a day. Get drunk, go to class. Get winded. And then they also like traveled to fucking Narnia and like rode on the little motorbikes and like a, a, a storm. How did they like get all those there? died? Let's not talk. Let's not forget. Oh yeah, they just went to a cave like in the middle of this. <laughs> about black magic, <laughs> black magic. and knives. considering that all that happened in one go i was like i kind of just wish we just would have had like a full-on lunar eclipse book for the whole like if they can do that in literally four days they could have like essentially just been like hunger games mode running in like the lunar eclipse like for a good fucking four days i would have loved to see that i mean like (laughs) i'm kind of pissed that it got cut off when it did i am i'm mad too it literally like happened so quickly like that's the thing i was looking forward to the most i was like give me the lunar eclipse and we start getting a little spicy and it just bam it's huge ass cock block i mean ovaries now we have sex education with orion Okay, Pegasus glitter, pink crystals, moon rock, and enchanted birthstones. No, they do not kill werewolf sperm. And if you think it does, you are a moron. <laughs> Was that a dig at us crystal girlies? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's like, I love and light. Like, <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. It's not real. <laughs> Called psychosis. Honestly, it's really funny because it's like, you know, like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to expose myself here. <laughs> like when you have your first, your first pregnancy scare, like for me, that was in high school, my first pregnancy scare. I literally though, I was so paranoid. Like one time, like we used a condom and I still went out and bought like plan B because I was like that, like, I'm not about to have a child. <laughs> but if you do have a pregnancy scare, you can email it us at bookedandboozy at gmail.com for a pregnancy clairvoyance. Yeah, that's our prediction special- session. <laughs> <laughs> that's our specialty but uh where i was going with this was we should like... make a patreon tier hold on i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm gonna lose it if i don't tell you no right go now. ahead say it we should make a patreon tier that's six dollars and 66 cents for pregnancy clairvoyance oh my god shut the fuck up that would be uh, really fun we should yeah that would be really fun yeah all right that one was also going in the notes app <laughs> But because all of that doesn't work, the only way to kill sperm logically is if the boys face Mars and the girls face Venus and they cast a spell that could possibly fry their hoo-hahs if they do it wrong. (laughs) 
I like how he actually like handed out like apples and oranges or no, it was apples and oranges. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was peaches and bananas. I was way off. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, like, are we going to learn how to do a condom? I mean, I guess that it is kind of cute because it is like what we actually do for sex ed. You hand out the bananas and stuff and put condoms on it. I mean, I didn't have that in high school mine was like an abstinence pledge and they were like pretend the stis don't exist damn (laughs) we didn't have it at my school either but that's what i always see on like tv shows yeah they probably should that anything would be probably better than what we had (laughs) to be honest with you yeah i agree my thing is i would totally forget to cast it every 30 days but how nice is it that it also protects against stis I mean, you can always hit it raw and like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good strat. I think it'd be funny. You know how like there's a thing where like, if your alarm goes off at 9 PM, all the girls look at each other and they're like, your birth control. And they're like, oh my God. Yeah. It'd be funny if it was like went off at the same time for everybody once a month. And it was like, people would look at each other and be like, be like a funny crossover between our worlds. Yeah, totally. I'm intoxicated. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Orion is ready to risk it for the biscuit. And honestly, I hate that I'm attracted to it because he's like the lunar eclipse is approaching I cannot be blamed I'm like yes you can actually but also like here for the feral energy but like yes sir you can be now Tori she's like cock blocking herself like left and right like she denies Caleb of their little game after he is like ready to threaten Washer's life and for the life of me I don't know how she can be so resisting of him like that like I'm so fucking feral for Caleb it's insane I would literally fuck him in between classes and buy some numbing cream if it came down to it like that's how serious I am I'd be simping like I would be something and it would not be pretty. <laughs> I, I'm I'm already ready for a ring. <laughs> right? I understand why they call it the whaling wood now. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a whaling wood in Harry Potter? It's called it's like is it called the whaling wood or is it I called s- something else? I swear to god it's the whaling wood. I thought it was the whaling wood too. Okay, we're going to find out. The whaling wood. Harry Potter. It's the Whomping Willow. Oh, yeah. But there's like, there's like woods back there. There is woods that they go into where like the, the, they see the spiders and stuff. Totally. Yeah, it just keeps wanting to tell me Whomping Willow. But there's a wood. There's woods. If you know, let us know. Because we can't remember at this point in time <laughs> under the influence. Essentially, they go into the <laughs> wailing wood. Aha, aha. <laughs> And all I can think of during this scene, and spoiler alert for va- uh, Vampire Diaries, if you have not finished the seasons, what are you doing? But Klaus and Caroline, like their scene in the woods where they're like, like literally like feral fucking each other up against a tree. Like, mm. yeah, I'm still salty about that. I'm salty. They didn't work out. They were like yeah. the best couple of the they entire were. show. Entire period. show. But like, he's like ripping her clothes off, kneeling before her, letting her ride his tongue. I mean, like, are you kidding me? For a second, I was honestly scared for us as like a community in our podcast uh, Instagram because Seth was winning for like a certain <laughs> period of time. And I was he like, was. I was like, is this a joke? Like you read this scene <laughs> and you're still picking Seth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand what's wrong with you. <laughs> 
don't know. I see the appeal for Seth, but like, yeah, yeah Caleb takes yeah. the cake. He's he's almost my favorite at this point. Yeah. Please don't write a review about like <laughs> me talking on your choices and men. Booked and boozy. <laughs> really, at the end of the day, they really don't matter. So please don't please don't let men come between us. Booked <laughs> and boozy called me a furry because I liked Seth more than Caleb. Well, Caleb likes Pegasus, so you know it's just kind of like whatever at this point. It's a circle Who's of life to judge. And <laughs> then Caleb steals her underwear, and I literally don't care who thinks this is cringe. I thought it was hot. Like all y'all can fuck off. What do we think, Brooke? Uh, yeah, but if I have to mentally picture him like sniffing the underwear I'm not into it I don't know (laughs) I don't think I'm bothered (laughs) you like panty sniffers no I mean with him like I don't he could do whatever he wants he literally can fuck a pegasus like three ways like I don't care okay but I need to know what you would do if you came home from work one day and you walked into your bedroom Mm -mm. and your husband was in your underwear drawer just sniffing fuck no Mm mm-mm now so what's the difference it's who it is it's it's i don't care what he does <laughs> okay so jayla jada's list goes um adam driver caleb altair then husband yeah <laughs> actually you might want to add uh you might want to add like another one tom hiddleston oh yeah wow i didn't know you liked him that much and we can also put my mila kunis before my husband too <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Are they worrying crazy? Just add Kristen Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so is Caleb Altair, is he your favorite book boyfriend now then? Immorally, yes, he is. Yeah. Hmm. Immorally. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first. That's a big deal. I mean, if I was like being 100% like who it, I don't know. This this game he has playing, it's just... (laughs) The fact of the matter is we've all dropped our standards for these fictional men. These four, these four in particular. Yeah, you just morals out the window. We didn't we, we didn't really have good morals in the first place. Let's be real. Let's let's humble <laughs> ourselves a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Blame our parents for that. Okay. So then there's like another Ashtram clue thrown in here. Honestly, I really don't give a fuck. Like they're supposed to like find a dead person, like to kind of like get more on the clue. But I'm like, where did that go? That didn't happen. So I guess it's going to happen in the next book. And then also who's going to get pregnant? Like they kept bringing up the pregnancy. I'm like, is someone actually going to get pregnant up in here? Oh, shoot. You know, I've just I've blocked all this out. I don't remember any of this, but I believe you. Okay, you should believe me. That I was do. One thing I, I hyper focused on. I was like, wow, like, is there going to be an unexpected pregnancy? Like, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> you so- did this with Aylin too. <laughs> well no they brought it up three times it's even in like the speech their like headmaster gives but i didn't pick up on it chapter 13 diego has a special box is it important i'm sure it is he's trying to gorilla grip it back together do i give a single fuck no i don't i hope it gets broken again and that's like the final straw and then orion is like 
Mariah's like getting jealous over Diego and like he like it made me seriously feel like I have been underestimating what Diego looks like because like <laughs> like why why is he just so upset my favorite part this is my favorite part of the entire book he goes dear diary today I was almost murdered by my asshole cardinal magic professor I won't back chat him ever again because the next time I do I think I'll end up in a body bag for real this time P.S. I have a major crush on Darcy Vega. I was like, that is some tea right there, sir. <laughs> that is some tea. Honestly, I was simping for it. It's petty. It's really petty. And I was like, I was okay you- with this level. It's when it gets worse <laughs> at the carnival. You know who Orion just radiates? He's giving Chuck Bass. Oh, yeah, energy. totally. Yeah, totally. Just like petty, but like so sexy about it. Yeah, 100%. My husband can hear me. <laughs> 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 the paranoia sets in. <laughs> and then the moment we have been waiting for Darcy dyes her hair a shimmering twilight blue. I am so jealous of Faye hair dye. It is unreal. And she is like, the stars say that, like, I should fuck my professor right now. So that's what I'm about to do. Lance types, seeing another guy's hand on you makes me want to rip their eyes out. And she's like, that's so dark. And Lance is like, best nature, baby. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, where's my photo? I was like, what in the fuck? Like, seriously, I can't get with the behind this book and like the like the the selfies the guys send sometimes like I don't know what it is but like okay I've just never really like gave a fuck about like the photos you know like if anything Mm. it's more awkward than like you know because it's like what like the intent behind the photo like you know that person's like ooh, like I gotta look hot they go do all this work to pose a certain way you know and I don't know (laughs) with the guys they have like the serious face on and you're like you know um is this- i don't know up until a few years ago i really liked men yeah i mean it could i ha- just be the i loved i never got any like nudes because i was kind of like a goody two-shoes until i was much older and like i would get excited when i got a shirt a selfie from a guy that's really embarrassing actually and no i mean i wonder if that's how most straight people think <laughs> <laughs> But like, I think there's a part of me, like, you know, the other 50% of me that's like, how can they think that's attractive? I think it's because I compare it to what I've gotten from women. And I'm like, you look like shit right now, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) See, the thing is, I was really attracted to it when I was younger. I don't know if I'd be attracted to it now. Because now, like back then, it was like, oh, he's giving me attention. And then like now it'd be like, oh, you're trying very hard. It's the trying hard thing. Yes. My thing is like, in my experience, a girl could spend the same amount of time as a guy creating this this picture. And then like, she looks like a goddess, like on steroids. And then like the dude just like literally (laughs) like was like flexing his muscles in the bathroom. You know, I'm just like, it's just, (laughs) I lost the appreciation. (laughs) Men do be looking kind of goofy though. Just like all of them. <laughs> if you're a man, I'm so sorry. This is it's, it just has to do with the sexual attract, our personal sexual attraction. If you agree with us, you're probably kind of gay too. <laughs> and the straight people are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> 
but Darcy is like, I'm going to do you one better and like runs through the rain for Lance to rip open the door. And she says, blue. I thought that was like so cute. I did like like that. And it's even cuter when like, she's like, are you, are you angry that I'm here? And he's like, like doing tasks off to the side. And he's got like this little smirk and he's like, no. And she's like, is that all you can say? And he's like, no. Like, I thought that was so cute. I loved every second of it. And he's like, when he says, give a guy a second, one minute, I'm messaging you wishing I could have you right here. And then the next thing, like, Okay, like that made my heart like do things. But how did you feel? How did you feel about their sex scene? I think I liked it. Was there something weird about it that I don't know? No, it was cute and emotional. Um, I just, I don't know. I was surprised that it happened before Darius and Tori. I did too, because I thought Tori and Darius would give before Orion and Darcy, because Orion and Darcy actually have a lot to lose. They have more of like, you know hurdles to hop you know yeah they have a more of an incentive to not tori and darius are just they can't get over themselves they're i mean darius has his dad or whatever but like it's nowhere near the level of what orion could receive as punishment if they right. get found out right that we know of let's just move on to tori okay darius is typing he's like i'll come to your room in half an hour be ready to ride brooke is like i'm ready for the ride <laughs> He takes her to Daddy A. Crux's house. How they have time to do this in between all of like things that they're doing. Don't even fucking know. I love the moment she has with Xavier and like how it means so much to Darius too. <gasps> like it was so cute. And all I can think of is Princess Diaries too, yes. where they have the mattresses and they're sliding down. And I'm like, I love everything about this. I wanted to do that so bad as a kid. However, I did cringe when she starts saying something about how she's like not pure and she'd never be clean enough for Daddy A. Crux, like literal verbatim, because she's a dirty, broken thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Xavier's like, what is happening? Xavier's like, bitch, I just met you. (laughs) So I'm just here. (laughs) Right. And my favorite is when she's like having all these texts with Caleb and he's like horny as fuck. And she's like, sorry, I had a better offer tonight. And Darius takes a photo and sends it to him like the petty like I'm living for. It's so immature. And then they race on motorcycles in the rain next. But also, like, if I, like, hated, like, my, if I was in love with, like, my enemy, I would keep that picture forever and I would love, hate it, hate, love it. I, I can't say I relate. Like, you mean, like, you mean. If- yeah, because I'm, like, low-key into them, but they're, like, my enemy. I mean, if it was Darius, I couldn't help it. I just. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's keeping it. Darius is yeah. keeping it. I thought you were saying yeah. Caleb's perspective, you would keep it. No, 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 no. If I was Tori, I'd want that picture. Yeah, no, true. That'd be kind of cute. Yeah. Like, when she looks over at his phone it's like a screensaver now yeah yeah she hates him but she's like like we low-key are into each other and we both mm-hmm. kind of know it but it's like we're still not acting on it i love that orion is a simp he's obsessed with darcy and i'm scared for them i think if anyone is gonna like end up really with their ass kicked it's gonna be this couple it is yep darius knocks on the door and darcy sneaks out the back after they've just got done fucking and darius is like pimped out <laughs> <laughs> and a gold medallion and <laughs> rings. And I honestly can't handle the image because he looks like the nowhere gets guy. 
in my mind every time no. he shows up with the gold medallion. Don't ruin that for me. Um, I have something here that says page 251 and 252. And in, in my quotation, I put, we love vocal men. Uh, yeah, sober Jada would just like to clarify that I mainly and heavily only mean this in the bedroom. Okay, bye. Does that mean you're not going to read it for us? <laughs> Do you want me to read it? <laughs> like, what am I referring to when I say that? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> I do. I, you know, I actively strive for it. Like, if you're not literally about to die from me making you come, I'm going to probably <laughs> kill you in order to try and make you that, that happen. So. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here a little too stunned to speak. <laughs> My mind won't stop showing me images I really don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like a pleasure dom at one point in time. Didn't even really know what a pleasure dom was at the time, but I think I was. Yeah. And I um, think you'd be good at that thing where like the women, like they answer the phone and it's just the guys are just like, tell me I'm ugly. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> You're ugly. <laughs> what else do you want me to say? I can't even look at you. You're so fucking ugly. That's your calling. <laughs> so yeah, like they have like this little like by panic moment through their bond, Darius and Orion. And like he like hops on his back and he's like, giddy up pony. And then this is where I really start to lose it because they go to a cave and like, like what is even happening? They spy on his dad. Like, why did they have to go to the cave for that? I'll never know. And then they're like... <laughs> When they're spying on their dad, they're like, oh no, something bad's going to happen. Let's not intervene so the last 5% of this book can go up in flames. You're right. They did literally nothing. (laughs) They did nothing. And they're shocked. They're shocked at that ending. (laughs) Like, I don't really understand. Like... I have some words about the ending, but we'll go, we'll get there next episode. Last but not least, Seth Man and this Omega shit. It's just getting a little much for me sometimes because he can like smell the fuck on her where she had her night with Orion. He's like, you've been fucking bitch. I can smell it from a mile away and I'm upset about it. <laughs> this is hinted at so much, like this dynamic between Darcy and Seth. I'm like, are they going to actually slip up and fuck or is this just a dead end? Yeah, at this point with Orion, it's like, it seems like there's no chance for it, but I still don't know why they would be pursuing this as kind of like a love interest as well, or at least kind of like a side fuck. I feel like it's going to go somewhere and then get maybe like really bad. I mean, to be honest with you, Seth's only character plot right now is to either fuck Caleb or fuck Darcy. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So he's got to fuck one of them. All right. My bet's on Caleb, but this is Zodiac Academy, so it could be both of them. I mean, but that's more than we can say about Max. There's like nothing going on with Max. Who is Max doing in the background? There is. There is. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Geraldine and Max, are they in game? Oh, that's his only plot line is Geraldine. <laughs> he sat on the rock like a frog. And then he has not shown up until Geraldine's in the picture. <laughs> they were like, you're right. They kind of were hinting about this throughout the book. I still think Geraldine's going to have a bad death. Like, so I think it's going to be that flirty kind of background couple, but maybe they'll like never get to actually act on it. I think they'll act on it, but I don't know how long they're going to last. Yeah. Geraldine's for sure dead. Like she's, she's, she's out there. We'll see. 
I'm interested to see how all this plays out. And then something happens in the trials, the end. I didn't, I didn't care. Okay. So (laughs) how drunk are you, Brooke? I'm like a four right now. I think I maybe got up to a six, maybe. 5.5 5.5 is probably the highest. I'm like a three. I got up to a 5.5. I'm probably going to be eating right now, but it's just so good. Hold on. Let me just one more bite. I swear <laughs> to God. And right. then what are you currently reading and watching? So I haven't been reading a ton lately because I've been, I don't know what's happened, but I've just been very busy since I've gotten back from vacation and I feel like I'm always doing something. Um, so just finished Zodiac Academy three, obviously, and I'm going to pick up the fourth book in the Vampire Academy series with our discord. And then after that, I think is Glint. I've already started it. I'm like 40% into Glint. It's pretty good. Are you feeling about it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I like it for whatever reason, the writing just just keeps me interested even if like hardly anything's happening i'm watching bridgerton i finished euphoria oh my god euphoria spoiler alert if you haven't finished season two i am absolutely devastated over ashtray's death that was like the worst death that i have experienced like on tv or in a book in a long time I just was not happy about how it ended because they used the best two characters as a crutch for the second season in the row. Yeah, you're right. Because that's how it ended last time too. Like we didn't know what was happening with Ashtray. But I think it's realistic. I think everything about the show is super realistic for their each individual situations. I mean, it was an amazing piece like their whole storyline is fucking phenomenal and it was devastating i sat there for like a good like five minutes just staring into the darkness of my tv screen until i could actually do something else because Bruh, i, was just I so cried stunned. i didn't cry but i was almost like i was just i was shocked more than anything I was shocked because he just kept like shooting at them. Like he didn't think that that was going to get him killed. And then when he opened yeah. the door, he looked surprised that he, he was about to die. My, it just made me sad. My thing that got me was that Fesco in the beginning, when he's vouching for Rue for the suitcase, he like, there's a moment where he um is she like says you bring a kid to a drug deal and he says no like that's my business partner I trust him with my life Mm -hmm. and then when he's on the floor and it's like mirroring the first time they met and he's like he's just a kid he's just a kid and he screams it over and over again like that shit fucking hurt because he knew what was about to happen yeah like and you know what for someone who doesn't have any acting experience he blew like some Oscar people out of the water. Oh, shoot. Does he really not? No, he doesn't. Like, literally, they found him on the street and, like, gave him the role. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's great. He was a great character. And yeah, that's what I have watched. What about you, Jada? Current read and watch? My current read, I finished Under One Roof by Allie Hazelwood. Really cute novella. I liked it a lot. I'm going to devour the rest of them when they come out. I read dating dr dill i've kind of been in a book slump and that was like well not really in a book slump i just literally haven't had time and then sitting down reading zodiac academy again i found out it was the plot it wasn't me but when i picked up dating dr dill it was actually really cute like one of my friends was reading it so i was going to read it with her it was fun even though it was medical and i had to actively block out some things it was cute and now to help my editor get out of a reading slump we're reading in a genre that like both of us have never read before so we're reading regency romance and um i'm reading the governess game by tessa dare 
So this is a brand new experience for me. I I'm really excited to update you guys to see if I let, liked it or not. Let me know about Tessa Dare. Yeah. Cause I've heard some great things about her. She's very popular in that genre. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm reading and I'm not really watching anything. So yeah. If you want to reach us on Instagram, we are booked and boozy podcast. That's where we post all of our updates, anything's about our lives, anything about the podcast. Sometimes we go live over there too. Make sure you follow us over there and we do answer our DMs. We are booked in boozy pod on TikTok. We are booked in boozy on Twitter and Patreon. Patreon is how you get access to our Discord channel. And as always, we are at bookedandboozy at gmail.com. If you would like to send us your pregnancy clairvoyances or anything for upcoming witching hours. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch.